Welcome to the TBD podcast, a.k.a. Tay, Dean, and Ben, a.k.a. To Be Determined, a.k.a. Three Black Dudes, featuring your three co-hosts, Tay, that's me, Ben, Wakanda, forever, and Dean, Maha! We are here to give you our honest take on life, society, and culture with perspectives and opinions through the lens of three Black lifelong friends. We will be wrong. We may seem insensitive at times, but you're guaranteed raw honesty. The views expressed in this podcast are solely ours and are not a reflection of our respective organizations. Thank you all for tuning in and let's get into the show. Dean, what we got? Just so everybody understands, uh, those were Black Panther tributes. Our man Chadwick passed away. So we uh, just, there we go. In the black community, he was large and he uh, meant a lot to us. I'm not, this is not a Chadwick podcast, but I just want to make sure you guys understand those not, were not nonsensical words. Uh, they meant something to us. And so uh, uh, we just wanted to go ahead and say a little, little thank you to the king. With that being Respect. said, does anybody have any moments, anything they want to say on the matter? No, nah, man. Um, I mean, I'll be real quick with it. Uh, I personally... Um, have been a Marvel fan. My dad grew up a big comic book fan, so it's kind of ingrained in me. And I never even knew about Black Panther, which is crazy. I'd never seen a Black character, a uh, Black superhero um, on screen ever. And so I, I just, you know, the way that Ryan Coogler and, and that whole team did the show honoring, you know, African culture and, and tying in such a, an amazing character was, was beautiful. And so, you know, RIP to the King. That's all I want to say about it. He meant so, so much to so many people and was truly, truly an inspiration. And um, in my opinion, uh, what, what a true, true hero in real life is supposed to exemplify. And that's all. That's where I'll leave it. Yeah, man. Uh, I echo that. Uh, rest in peace to all our heroes, man. 2020 has been, been rough in that respect in the entertainment uh, industry, you know, uh, COVID, all that, you know, that's not what we're here to talk about. But, uh, you know, just prayers to the family and, and everybody. Um, and, yeah. Again, prayers to everyone. This, like you said, 2020 has been a rough year. Um, we just want to make sure you guys know that we think about everybody. We think about all these issues. Um, like we said in our intro, we all have respective disciplines and respective areas in lives that we are trying to do what we can. Um, this podcast is pretty much just for us to share our thoughts and, and certain things, but we do send our prayers and our love to everybody in this world. Agreed? Exactly. I cool. concur. So moving right along. Thank you all for being patient with that. Moving right along. We are going to jump into something that pretty much shapes what our American dream and or our American way of life is when it comes to coming into your own, coming into adulthood and becoming the successful person in the eyes of the American dream. Now, there's a lot of avenues that 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 can take you, but we're going to focus in on two specific ones today. And the first one is the idea of college. Okay, and we have so many different uh, perspectives on what college means, what college is, and 
because it's not simple as, oh, I went to college. I never went to a university, but I went to a junior college. So it's still college, just different experiences and perspectives. So I'm going to start it off with my individual college experience. And that's that's junior college. Like I had mentioned, I have never been enrolled into a four year university but I think I have a billion units at seven different junior colleges, okay? <laughs> so, like, you know, I did my time. I did my time, all right? I was there. You know, sometimes I wasn't. But I, you know, most time I was there. Um, and I, I didn't get this whole, you know, leave home and be in this dorm and, you know, try to become who I am. Nah, man, I was at McDonald's, dog, and I drove to a class, and then I drove back to my mama's house, and and it was all junior college. It was pretty much all on my dime, all on me. So for me, when I do talk about college, I'm like, you mean I took higher education? Like, I'm on that kick. I don't even care about this, what's the name of the university. But before we go any further, I'm going to shift it to Ben. What what do you what does your college experience consist of? So, yeah, out of, you know, as, as we alluded to in our intro podcast, you know what I mean? We were taking AVID, which for some reason <laughs> equals college preparatory. Advancement. No, advancement um, via individual determination. Okay. Anywho, that's supposed to <laughs> whatever it stands for, it's supposed to get you ready for college, right? So I, I guess in turn, it, 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 it sort of did its job. Um, I ended up signing with the University of Minnesota out of high school um, and, and going out to Minnesota for a whole year, for a whole year of... Uh, whole year, whole year. <laughs> one whole year. I thought of, they said it was a four-year university. Is it a oh, four-year uh, It absolutely is a four-year university. <laughs> but um, three years too long for me, buddy. Uh, <laughs> man, you know... Um, I totally understand and get the allure of higher education and, and, and we're supposed to go to college, right? We're supposed to go get your degree so you can get a great paying job and have the career that you want. But for me, it was more of what do I want exactly? Um, these college prep courses in high school didn't really help me find something I was interested in doing for a career. They didn't really point me in a direction uh, where I wanted to go, something I felt passionate about, something I felt uh, attached to. It more made me feel more or less like I was just wasting my time searching for something. So when I ended up at the University of Minnesota, I didn't really, I ended up, which most people either end up with an art degree of some sort or a business degree, right? My degree, my my major ended up being business just by default because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a path. I didn't have a a direction uh, when I when I got to college. So for me, it was kind of aimlessly searching for something I might be passionate about. I might want to make a career, and and I just never ended up uh, reaching that that point in college so um ended up coming back to san diego and then uh and kind of just and kind of just working you know what i mean i didn't end up getting my degree i didn't end up finishing college so um you know i'm pretty sure i'm the i'm the least college educated out of the three of us (laughs) um and and that just and that's just because i i never found something that i was passionate about uh pursuing uh so you know that is the extent of, of my college career uh, academically, I should say. 
All right, Tay, what is your college experience? Well, mine's basically um, a, a blended, uh, I guess you say average of the both of yours. Uh, I started off going to a two university and um, the only reason I decided to go to a two university is because I got no, no full ride offers um, to any, uh, you know, one A or one double A schools out of high school. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to play ball. So it was strictly like a, uh, a two-year business um, adventure for me. So I went to uh, junior college for two years. And then from there, got a scholarship to go to out to Northern Arizona University and had a great two years out there, man. Um, college is interesting to me because it's something that my parents pushed on me from the time I was, uh, as long as I can remember, to be honest with you. I can't remember it not being something that they pushed on me. But once I got there and and uh, ever since I realized that the actual education that you get in college, unless your major is something specific like law or science or something, you know, very, very niche. And I say this from someone who may be considered to be semi-successful. It's a joke. It's a check the box. I got this piece of paper that tells me I am quote unquote smart and now I can go get that good job. Now, other than that realization of BS, the best co- part of college, and this, call me a simp, I don't give a shit, was me and my wife. That was the best part of college and partying up and playing football. I got no further education or learned anything new realistically that mattered until I got out of school. Damn, man. So you didn't, no books. You didn't have a single book. Bro, I, I I brag about this. I did not uh, open a book and have oh, a degree. Man. Say what you want. I don't care. Hey, yeah. I mean, again, that's that's what we're talking about. This this is this idea, this dream, this this supposed to do dot dot dot, and you have a degree and didn't open a book. That's terrifying. Um, so which continues this idea of is college worth it? Now, personally. I do not believe college, this idea of a university or a higher education in, this, in the form of classes that are for a degree that is for this sociology, business, art, this ridiculous degree that has nothing to do with what you may or may not do for a living to provide for your family. I do not believe that is worth it. Okay, so personally speaking, I go, I would wake up possibly make it to class, possibly not make it to class. I go to class. If I do, I sit there and listen to probably 45 minutes of the world I wish I could get back. I have no idea who's, who's around me. They're all ages and, and sizes and intelligence levels. So sometimes you wonder, should I even be in the same room with this person? And yet I can not read a book. I can not have a book, turn in something late, and possibly get a grade, and that validates my intelligence level? No. That may validate my effort level, but it does not validate my intelligence level. Doesn't uh, validate my real-world aptitude or even an aptitude for the career I may or may not have. Uh, So personally speaking, I have gone through these classes. I told you, I'm like a career junior college person. I'm not going to lie. I ended up getting an associate because I think they were like, you can't take any more college classes at junior <laughs> college. So I ended up getting an associate's degree, but I think that was, again, by default. Get please, out. Please leave. We don't want you here no more. 
But again, I don't think anyone knows if I was smart or not. I don't even know if I'm smart or not, but I was there. So personally, I just don't know in the actual context of go to class, read a book, or possibly read a book, and take a test if that is worth it for what they are actually advertising. I, I agree with you, man. And a, a lot of people, you know, you got the av- I think the average student loan debt, if I'm not mistaken, is like $27,000, which is, Sounds you know, right. When, Sounds about right. W- right. And then when you add on, you know, the back-ended uh, uh, interest rates where they increase and stuff, you're, usually uh, people end up paying double that, if not more than double what the actual loan amount was. But what I will say is that what I got the most out of college is, is figuring out who I was at that time and who and the person I wanted to become. Because... For me, being away from my family for, you know, even just those two years, I was just like, okay, it's literally only me. Not to say that you can't get that experience in another situation, but I needed that. I needed to figure out who Taylor Royal was. I needed to figure out who I wanted to be. And being alone in an apartment uh, really allowed me to do that. So that's what I will say. That's the best thing about college, in my opinion, is figuring out who you are and who you want to be. So is it worth it? Um, yes, it's worth okay. it. Um, okay. I mean, there's, a ca- there's caveats to all that, but it's worth it if, if you want to figure out who you are. It's worth it if you have a niche profession that you want to go into, something like science, law. I'm probably missing a bunch of others. Um, but if you want to get into business or something like that, um, I, I don't think it's worth it. I think you'd be better off starting a business. I think you'd be better off you know, maybe, maybe if you have to check a box, like a sociologist has to check a box, right? Um, other than that, no, nah, I don't. So you're saying worth it if your individual career that you actually are going to see through, the one that you said, I want to do it since I was a kid, the one you actually see through, if that one is needed for actual academic training and learning, then you would say it's worth it. Yeah, like if you can't get a, a job in the career that you want to without it, Yes. Okay. Then what about you? I'll even address that point that Tay just made um, by a personal friend of mine who went to a private. And you know what? Before I even start that point, this is not an indictment on college. This is not. I do not go to college. This <laughs> it is, is not, for me. I no, mean, what it is, it's a reality check. It's a reality it, check. It, it's, it's saying know what you're buying into. These are our don't opinions. Have yes. No, this is not I, don't me, go to college. You're saying you're saying is our opinions. Of course. However, this is still a full fledged reality check. Know what you're walking into, because how many of us did not get the truth before you got there? Everybody. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I wish someone would have been like, bro, you going to be a doctor or not? Because if not, we need to talk. You're spending a lot of money <laughs> that had a lot of late fees. OK, you had some work to do. You going to be a doctor or not? Those are the types of conversations I feel like people aren't having the honest, right. ugly truth. And so is it worth it for me? It obviously was not because I didn't get a four year degree and I'm taking care of my family. Fine. Right. Swelling. Yep. You know, so so my point is, is I'm not trying to say college is the devil. Sure. I'm just saying, let's have that real conversation before you get there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ben, on that note, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So to, to your guys's point, uh, friend of mine who I work with, who we are in the same profession. Um, I did not go, I did not get a degree. He did get a degree. Uh, he went to a private university. Uh, he got, he got his degree in chemical engineering. He is in debt. Oh, shit. He is in debt to that university for $100,000, right? 
Jeez. He, he was paying something Jesus. like $1,000 a month in student loans. Chemical engineering master's degree. So, and and we, we do the same job. I'll leave it at that. My, my point in saying that is, <laughs> even when you go through, you get your degree, you pick your major, you take all the classes, you work so, so, so hard, and me and him sit face-to-face and have conversations like, yo, I still couldn't get a job. I still couldn't get hired. I still couldn't do the things I wanted to do with this degree. Now I'm in this much debt. Now I have, now I have all these things I got to figure out all while having this piece of paper that says I'm qualified to do this job that I can't get. So uh, I just say that right. to say, it, uh, for me, I mean, it's, it, at the end of the day, everything is about opportunity, right? If you aren't given the opportunity... It doesn't matter if, if you aren't given the opportunity or you are given the opportunity. It's the difference between winning and losing, right? It's not the piece of paper in your hand that says, I have a degree. It's, it's, the, hanging, it's called the hanging around the rim theory. Yeah. Just hang around the rim. The ball's going to drop off that rim. Someone's going to miss, and that ball is in your hand, and you can score. That's hang it. around the rim. That's it. You, it doesn't, doesn't matter if you're the biggest, the strongest. Be around the rim. There's your opportunity to score. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, kind of just to cap this whole thing, man. My parents tried to get me to go back and get my master's, right? My dad was in the military, so we had some money, whatever. But I was still had to take out another loan to do it. Um, and I tried this. I, I did the math for him on on my earning potential over a ten year period, and how long it would take me to pay off how much it how much my master's degree would have been. And I showed them this and, and they were like, because it, it would have taken at least five to six years to pay it off. And I wouldn't, I really wouldn't be getting to the earning potential until about year five or six anyway. And I'm like, well, why am I doing this? It's not making sense. And then it's funny because I, I played them. There's a skit in Kanye West's dropout. Oh, right. Uh, that yes, still is true, man. If you guys have not listened to a skit in Kanye West's, uh, uh, the dropout album, his first College album. College dropout, ever, yeah. College mm-hmm. dropout, thank you. Please listen to it. it. It literally goes into detail about everything we're talking about right now, about someone just getting degrees and degrees and degrees and sitting around with a bunch of debt. So, yeah, no, I'm good off school. So what I'm hearing is that college in itself, its worth is based on the fact that there's a very large likelihood that they're not holding the end of their bargain when it comes to providing you with that actual position to pay off that loan that it had you had to take out to even go to, but also setting yourself up with this financial dream of from going to this college. That that end of their bargain seems to be missing. Is, is that safe to say? Pretty much, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. My degrees open a lot of fucking doors for me, straight up. Like it's a, opened a lot of doors, but. Like what doors? I when you say doors, is that I mean, because of competitiveness? Is that because it shows that you had the ability to complete something you started? What are the doors, and what are the bases of the doors? So where I'm at now and doing what I'm doing, you literally cannot do unless you have a college degree. It's it's impossible. Um, and the reason for that is they they need to know that you have the ability to comprehend complex topics and relay complex information to high level individuals who are smarter than you. So okay. because so of that, pause, 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 pause. So yeah, yeah. they're using the idea of you completing college to be a prereq of your abilities, like an aptitude test almost for the actual job. 
Not what oh, yeah, you they're... studied. Not what you yes. studied. There's our fallacy. Hundred percent. The piece of paper. Hundred percent. There's our 100%. fallacy. You're, dude, dude. Okay, let me let me give you. Let me, let me dive deeper for everybody too. I got my degree in sociology with an emphasis in family studies. <laughs> I work in an operating room. I mean, yeah. not the same. I have to. Not the no, same. It's not even, even a little. Close. Yeah. Not, like vastly different. And so, yes, I, yeah, what you're saying is 100% correct, Dean. The idea of an, an, individual, an individual's intelligence and ability to co- comprehend things and relay them is a fallacy in comparison to uh, what's in the real world. It just is. Yeah. So, again, so, again, I will agree. And this is what I was going to allude to. You have to be competitive. Whatever that job that you want. Whatever the whether you you wanted that job as a kid, whether you wanted that job recently, you have to be competitive. But then I'm going to toss this over to you. Can you provide some some of the jobs that you didn't need a college degree to be competitive with? However, still had most of the same perks as <clears throat> providing for your family for long term future. Are you asking me to review my profession? Is that what you're doing? No, no. I'm just saying in general, like you, are, you're an adult. You have a family. I'm pretty sure you can rattle off a couple of jobs that you may have needed some other kind of vocational training, but you didn't need to have this piece of paper to be competitive. For no, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. Uh, I work in the casino. I work in the casino industry. And the casino industry does not require any form or fashion of a degree. And reason being is we interview you based on your personality. Can you, can you do math? Can you count something? Can you do these things that we're going to ask you to do? This has nothing to do with that piece of paper that says, oh, I went to school for four years and I did some tests and I did good. That is not what this industry is about right and i think that's something that the casino industry does right that none of the under the other industries are doing correctly right because tay as you alluded to earlier you work in a field you work in the medical medical field right in operating room yep. your degree yep. is in sociology you have had no prior medical training of any sort correct zero so what the the issue here is that in order to be competitive, Dean, to your point a little bit ago, is you need to have this piece of paper that says you did this, right? You are educated to this point. Now, a, a wrinkle that I'll throw in there is, as all three of us being student athletes, we did not have to do all the classwork <laughs> that most people had to do. Uh, Tay, you didn't open a book. I wasn't even in class more than 50% of the time. (laughs) Student athletes, and this dates back to high school as well, we really didn't have to do any classwork ever. I mean, we walked out of class to get burritos. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I just... And and that's that's that idea of that competitive nature where, like, like you said... I have something else to offer. Right. And in the sense of where I wanted to go as a student or whatever, you were like, well, I am providing the school with recognition on the football field or for whatever this, we know it's a taboo and it's probably something that people don't like to hear, but it's still a reality is I offered the school something. Taylor went to NAU, like you had mentioned, 
that that school's football team is humongous. It's huge. It's an awesome stadium. It's recognized around the country. Yeah, I provide that school with an ability to have a competitive football team, so my classes are a little bit easier. Right, and, and I guess my point in bringing that up was, how do these companies know that just because you have that degree, you're you're educated at all? Why are you smarter than the next person? Why are you more qualified than this next person that doesn't have a degree? I've had I had people in my group at my university where it was a group of four people, and one person did all the work, and we all got and we all passed. Like why? Yeah. Like that? What does that exactly? Sh- I I don't. It doesn't make any sense. So what? What? This is my opinion, man. What a degree. What schooling in the way that our, our, our educational system works from I'm talking from first grade through college, in my opinion, in the majority of majors, majority of subjects, all it shows and proves is that somebody can read something, retain it and repeat it to me. That is not critical thinking skills. That is not like the skills it takes to be successful in the workforce in any field, just being able to read something and spit it back, maybe a couple uh, a subject, maybe a couple professions, but like you need critical thinking skills. You need competitiveness, which is why a lot of these companies like former athletes, we have a competitive edge that puts us in a position that refuses to let us be anything but successful. Right. I think mm-hmm. that's, that means way more in my opinion than a piece of paper. But unfortunately that piece of paper is, is a box to check. And if you don't got it, some companies won't even look at you. I agree with you. And the sports aspect of you comes in when you're in that interview and they're able to have that conversation. But like you said, if that paper doesn't show that you devoted all of this effort and time and resources and you are all in, then sometimes they don't let you go in the door. But that brings me to my next point, which is why is vocational training looked so down upon? Why is it so negative to get to have the idea of I have this this item, this certificate or whatever that shows that I put in this amount of hours where someone was teaching me hands-on how to do this one skill, but because I didn't get that degree, you know, I'm the stepchild. Why is vocational training so negative? Do you want me to handle this shit? I will go off. Well, Ben, since your job actually required that vocational training, why don't you start with that? So, in a matter of fact, I think that it's so it's such an important tool for people who know what they want to do, right? Like I want to be a mechanic. So I go to whatever I go to get training and get my certificate that says I can be a mechanic. And then the mechanic says, Oh, you did this training that shows you can be a mechanic. Companies hiring people who have a degree in business in a medical company. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what do you, I, I just, yo, come on now. Like at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta you gotta do a better job in vetting people. You gotta do a better job in in really seeing the people that you're hiring, and that includes you know law enforcement. That includes you know the the court system. That includes you know what I mean. Everywhere, everywhere. At the end of the day, you know people go to school and get the degree, and they all apply for the same job, and they got ten different degrees. You know what I mean? Like why? Yeah. But have not done any hands-on in yeah, that field. and nobody is qualified for that. So uh, anyway, to your point, um, in the casino industry, you know what I mean? They hire people who, who can meet their needs, right? 
we interview you based on personality. We interview you based on your ability to retain the information that we're giving you, Dean, as you alluded to earlier in vocational, right? That is the way I think that every business should hire. And, and that's not the way that, that it's going. And, you know, that's not everyone getting a fair shot. And that's, that's not everyone getting, you know, they're just due in, in the work that they've put in, you know what I mean? So um, as far as vocational schools being looked down upon, uh, I, I don't think they are as much in, in their respective fields as they are from the outside looking in, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, but I, I don't know why that is. I, I guess it's just that the, the presumptive uh, reasoning of, okay, we're smarter than you, right? Because we went to the four-year college and you, and you did this. Like that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. That old, that old way of thinking is, is just bullshit, man. I'm tired. Well, yeah, of- but that, tra- that, traditional, that traditional way of thinking still exists. I agree. It's complete BS, but it is still present right now. The reality is, is you look around the room and you start talking, okay, you took that course, you took this class, you went to this little, you know, group over here at that academy. You're like, how many of you graduated from a university in this room? Right. Not many. So, Taylor, you seemed like you were ready to roll. Why is vocational school looked so negative? At? Um, in short, socialization, man. Back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, um, college wasn't attainable. Like, four-year uni- universities and degrees weren't attainable by everybody, right? It was, it was a lot of rich kids. It was affluent individuals. Uh, it was people of, of, of means, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've been socialized as as a as especially millennials right because our parents grew up in those eras that this is the way that you become successful so we've 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 connected college with the idea of success four-year degrees always equal success because through the 40s 50s 60s 70s they did you know what i'm saying you gotta because college wasn't as widely available so that's the, where the idea comes from is, oh, you go to a vocational school is because you couldn't, you couldn't, you weren't smart enough to get to a, uh, a university or your family, you couldn't figure out how to financially make it through four years of college or even just an associate's degree or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's the crazy part about it is there have been multiple studies that have been done recently that have actually shown a vocational certificate is financially better for an individual at a young age than taking on a loan from a from a uh, Navient or one of these massive corporate uh, massive uh, loan loan corporations uh, than is with that. So absolutely, I think people. I think people really need to look at what they want to do because I have a friend who got a four year degree, and this is absolutely no knock to him. He's one of my good friends. He got a four year degree. And he's, he's crushing in the HVAC industry right now. But he didn't need that four-year degree to be successful in the HVAC industry. He could have came out of high school, got a vocational certificate in 18 months, maybe 24 months, and been running you know, his own business by now. Sure so enough. I just think we need, to, I need to, I think we need to rethink what our ideas of success are and how we attain whatever, whatever monetary or success goals we have. Are we asking young new adults to society to make these decisions too soon. Yes. <clears throat> I'd, I'd take it a step further and say, we're not asking, we're pushing. 
We're pushing. Ooh, that's good. Nice. That's good. We're that's pushing good. young, young kid, young men and women to to make these decisions at 15, 16 years old. What? What did they? They 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 can't drive. Like, what is, <laughs> what are you talking about? why are we Half pushing? Half the menu is not allowed. For yeah. Them. Why? What you mean? This is not. This is unacceptable to make these kind of decisions with the ramifications of you paying this off for the next twenty years. It's just yeah, not. Man. It's just. It's broken, man. It's broken. Twenty year debt at nineteen. I'm not even twenty. It's broken. Well, and, and, that, and then I get out. We, of, I get out of school, and I don't have a job. This this is broken, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, Tay, you were gonna say something? Nah, man. I was just gonna agree with Ben, man. It's 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 absolutely bananas that we have been socialized to think it's okay to go into debt at you know at the end of your at the end of your high, uh, college career at twenty one years old with twenty seven thousand dollars, which really equates to about forty one forty you know forty two forty three thousand dollars, and then you come out and you're making forty three thousand dollars a year. That's that, I mean, think about that for a second. That's fucking bananas. And there's a lot of people who are not making 43 out of college. What, right. That, that's, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, you're right. That is literally, that's an entry level, I did a great job, call, out of college job. And, and that's a point that both of you guys alluded to earlier is we're not getting this information then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're learning this information after the fact. Why aren't we getting this information, you know, from the jump? Yeah. So, absolutely. so, so, so here's the question now, and this is kind of where we're at. You both have children. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not. Let's throw a hypothetical out there real quick. If, if your children were at college age, it, going, let's say 15, 16, right? And they're really like, okay, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Let's do 17, getting ready to choose what they want to do. What do you say to them? Because, and I'll go with, uh, ben, Ben Bailey's older, so we'll go with that. What are you What are you telling them right now? How are you, what What would your conversation be with them regarding college and everything that comes along with it? I think my biggest uh, piece of advice that I could give um, to my children, or to any children, or high school kid in general, person who's thinking about, okay, do I want to go to college? How do I want to further my education? It's just have a plan, man. Have a plan. Know what you want to do. Know, know some ideas of what you want to do. Know how much you're going to make. You know, that's such a big deal that we don't talk about. Oh, I want to be a firefighter. Oh, I want to be a businessman. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Know how much you're going to make. Know, kind of have a plan. You know what I mean? Have some structure. Know what you want to do. Know where you want to go. Know how you're going to get there. And then decide if, you know, Dean, like you said earlier, if a two-year university associate's degree is right for you, you know what I mean? Kind of decide how you want to take it from there because a lot of these, a lot of these well-paying jobs, you know what I mean, are asking you for the four-year degree but not demanding, not, not necessarily needing that, you know what I mean, to, to be competitive. But some of them are, Dean, like you said. So, you know, kind of know where you want to go. Try to have a plan as best you can. And for me, I didn't have a plan coming out of high school. I didn't have a plan going into college. I didn't have a major that I was comfortable with. I didn't have a career path that I was comfortable with, that I was passionate about. So, you know, at the end of the day, just just do what makes you happy, man. Try to try to find, you know, the best course of action for you and what's going to make you happy, something you're passionate about. 
because at the end of the day, it don't the money don't mean nothing if you hate if you hate your life every day. You know what I mean? So that's the best piece of yeah. advice I got. Well, Bing? for me, um, I do I definitely agree with tell me your plan. But here's the thing: I had a plan. Okay, uh, I just didn't, in my opinion, push as hard as I could have now being, you know, 31 years old, I didn't push as hard as I could have for that plan. But either way, for my children, I'm not really worried about their structure of their plan, because I feel like it's going to be under a false pretense. Because like you just said, 15, 16, oh, you got it figured out? No, you don't. No, you don't. So for me, it's going to be using all of the resources that me and the children, we can do to talk to those people in those fields. Talk to the person who's on the smoke break, right? Don't talk to the person who's, who's at the PR lab. No, 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 no. Talk to the person that's at the smoke break behind the lunchroom at the cafeteria because that person's going to tell you some real stuff. You want to talk to the person who does it every single day, tells you the challenges. Hey, man, you don't need to go to that university or you want to do it this way and try to get your boots on the ground. Use that phrase, right? Like get in there and find out what's going on. So that way, when they do say, I want to do this, I'm good to go. Now, if, if the plan is to go straight to college, it's fine. I'm cool. But if the plan is to like, hey, I just don't know. This is where I'll lean a little bit where the Ben, where Ben said it was like, hey, make yourself happy. I'm cool with that until I feel like you're no longer good to society. Because you're gonna right. you're gonna be a member of society that that's useful. You're not you're not nah, you're gonna be a good member of society. I said so. I don't care. I'll have your back as long as you're doing that. Because there's so many different ways to have a family, support a family, and be a loved member of society with your friends and family. You don't have to do it one stock way. And I'm gonna help them do that. But again, it's going to right. be uh, the basis of hey, let's find out the real truth behind what you're thinking. And if it works, it works. Right. And so as somebody, and I'm going to toss back to you, Dean, after this, but as somebody that doesn't have any children right now and, you know, is theoretically about 20 years from them being in college (laughs) um, and the world's going to be a lot different from that point, but I would tell them to just uh, taste everything, try everything, try it, try You think you might want to do this? Try it. Find some way to get an internship. Find some way to shadow somebody in that industry. Try it. Because once you commit in college, you know, especially as a, you know, your third year as a junior, if you want to change, that's really difficult to do. It can really set you back. Not saying getting your four-year degree in six years is a bad thing because it's not. It's really not. Which is annoying that they call it a four-year degree. Everybody at a young age, at a college age, try and taste everything they may have a interest in just just see what happens from that and that's where i'll leave it absolutely correct don't commit until you're ready and like you said you know you can get a four-year degree in six years which means the whole idea of a four-year degree is debunked immediately but anyways <laughs> i think we 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 all agree we all agree yeah. so which brings me to my next point okay so we've talked about college and we've mentioned sports, but now we're going to combine them. And I'm going to ask you, what kind of development do you receive from college and what kind of development? And these are personal developments that you receive from sports. You guys copy? You with me on that? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Tay, go ahead. You start it off. 
talking about between college and personal development, it's the differences, right? No, the, the, the personal development from college and the personal mm-hmm. development from sports. Go ahead and compare so, and contrast those two. With college, like I said earlier, you're really going to figure out who you are. and No, sorry, who you want to be, right? You're going to kind of have that idea. With sports, it taught me who I was. I figured out, okay, I'm the guy that's, I'm, I am <laughs> annoyingly tenacious in everything I do. Like, it doesn't matter if I start, like, you, you knew when we went to JUCO, I was, I think, started off third string, maybe, maybe second string, something like that, and had to find a way to beat out some Miami bounce back. Like, I'm just tenacious. I figured out who I was. And that development made me realize, like, if I put my mind to anything, there's literally nothing that can stop me. So that personal development and figuring out who I was is very different than who I want, who I figured out who I wanted to be. Okay. What about you, Ben? Annoyingly tenacious is correct. Um, (laughs) If if anyone knows me that's listening to this. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, But man, I think, Tay, I think I was the opposite. I think that college taught me the person that I didn't want to be. I didn't want to live out of sight of San Diego. I did not want to live in the Midwest. I did not want to do this, this, this go to school aimlessly kind of trying to figure out who I wanted to be. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to just go, you know what I mean? I wanted to, wanted to come home. I wanted to just get to work. I wanted to start building, you know what I mean? The person that I wanted to be on my own. I didn't want to feel like I had to stay in this situation that I didn't want to be in. So I think, I think, you know what I mean? The, the college development helped me show, helped show me the person that I didn't want to be uh, once I got to Minnesota. Um, and then same thing with the sports, you know what I mean? In college anyway, um, kind of showed me that, you know what I mean? The, the way my college sports experience went, I should say, kind of, kind of showed me that, Life's all about politics, man. It's all about um, who who likes you. It's a popularity contest. Um, it, it's about tenure, and it's about who who you're gonna suck up to, you know. And, and it's and that's kind of that's kind of what my college experience boiled down to. So um, yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't want to do that again. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm very similar to you guys on the college personal development. For, for me, it's just maturity, man, and and maybe that's just age. And you know, you get older, you start seeing things different. That's where I actually saw more of the politics and the like. What what is needed, and why don't I need that? But I need to keep a job. It just it made me an adult, you know. Um, but I just happened to be going to college at the same time. So again, I think Taylor's absolutely correct. You go away to school, you ain't got mommy and daddy, and, you know, silver spoons. I mean, they they were still coming, but they, at least they had to get shipped, you know. But, yeah, you know, that's you, a fact. You, Right. You know, but in in between that shipping date was like, oh, oh, top ramen it is. I guess we're doing yeah. it, you know, and, and Ben, same thing. Like, I'm really out here on my own, you know, so I definitely think college personal development is that like I am going to actually become an adult. You know, for me, sports personal development was strictly I mean, just learning how to be a part of something that is challenging you day in, day out 
week in, week, week out, challenging you for the good reasons, for the fun reasons, and for the politicking reasons that Ben had mentioned as well. So it's like you, that was like from youth age, you learn like, this is going to suck, but I am a part of this. And so I have to figure out how to live in that in that moment. And so uh, that to me is, is where sports uh, develops so much personal growth. Now, no, go ahead. Now I was going to say not only that, man, but being a part of something that's bigger than just yourself. You know yeah, what I mean? When, yeah. when you're when you're part of a team and I, I'm saying this because I think most sports, you know, you are part of a team with the exception of a couple. Um, you're like you are doing your job to ensure that the team is in the best position to be successful. You may lose at the end of that regardless, but the lessons you learn in understanding, okay, if I do X, I know my, my teammate over here will do Y and over here will do Z and we have the best chance to stop X play is a very important lesson to learn as a, an adolescent. So that's all I want to get into that. So do you feel like that is the importance of sports or would you add to that? It's one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest things that's important. I mean, that important things of sports to me. I think the next thing after that is, is just really like, can I keep pushing? What is my breaking point? That's, that's a huge, when am I going to break? Yeah. And most people who don't, have experience as a young child i mean not young i mean i'll say like adolescent playing sports is they don't know their breaking point yeah there's no reason if, to if push you, yourself that way 100 percent. but the thing is when you when you play sports as a young kid you're going to be pushed and the people around you are going to be working so hard it's going to force you to work harder so you'll you'll know your breaking points i guarantee both of you right now all three of us right now know would figure out our breaking points if we started running sprints we might throw up but we know it's coming Mm-hmm. Our okay. mind and our body has been there. And, and Ben, I'm going to hijack you real quick just to kind of push on Taylor's point, because for me, the importance of sports is to overcome adversity under the guise yep. of a game, of a childhood game. You learn how to deal with some of the craziest shit, all because you've mentally have been there before. You've been there before. And it was under, again, I'm repeating myself, this guise of a game. Like, oh, uh, he scored a touchdown. No, what you don't know is Johnny whooped my ass three <laughs> plays in a row. I can't breathe. I think I have a broken leg. I actually think I need to see a doctor. But I'm actually going to go back out here and put myself back in this horrible position. Right. Because I am trying to do something for the better good. Something that's better yes. and for more important reasons than my individual self. This is for the group. This is for the we so that we can have this success. And I am going to push. Teamwork gets said in so many avenues of life but I don't think people actually value what real teamwork looks like, what it sounds like and what it feels like, because in teamwork, you are going to give up some of the things you want to do. But if everyone Ooh. gives up that little bit, you now have gained so much more. Like we said before, you get further together than you do by yourself. So that important overcoming that adversity, humongous. Ben, go ahead and tell me what you think that uh, the most important aspects of sports are. 
Yeah. Um, for me, number one was, like you said, teamwork. I know I hate the stupid saying, but it's true. Teamwork makes the dream work, right? Like, for me, um, you know, coming into high school and, and all I wanted to do was play football. All I wanted to do was be part of the team. All I wanted to do was was be on the squad, you know what I mean? So so when I finally made the squad and fast forward a little bit to, to when I finally joined varsity, joined you guys, you guys are older than me, obviously, um, mm-hmm. for the people listening, um, it was like, it was like being part of the fam, you know what I mean? It was like joining the fam. It was like, okay, I'm I'm in the squad now. And, and now, you know what I mean, um, starting through camp, it was kind of like, if I if I fail at, at my job, if I don't hold up my end of the bargain, I'm letting my fam down. I'm letting yep. I'm letting my people down. I'm I'm not it's not just about me, you know what I mean? And that's such a difficult thing for people to accept at from a young age, even into adulthood, even into to you know what I mean, into your forties and fifties and it's not all about you. Mm-mm. Sports teaches you Team sports, I should say. You know what I mean. I know there are sports that are not team sports, but I should say team sports. Teach but no, you- I, I actually, I actually think you can apply this to an individual sport. I'm not trying to jump, you know, jump your whole point, but I think this applies. Period. Continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's not all about you. It, it's not about you. It's about it's about the people. It's about your brothers beside you. It's about the people you represent. It's about the logo you represent. You know what I mean. And and it's about, you know, the lesson, the biggest lesson that I learned is, man, just do it for do it for somebody other than yourself. You know what I mean? And that was such such an important lesson for me and something that I that I've carried, you know, forever. Uh, and and I, something that I implore everyone to, to kind of think about and, and try to try to, you know, implement in their daily life. You know what I mean? Intentional self-sacrifice for the communal gain. Absolutely. So I'm going to bring this to a little bit more, hopefully, good story time. So I want you guys to start with telling me the time that you were playing sports and you were like, man, I'm the shit. The shit. I'm the man. I'm killing it. I'm going to be holding all the trophies and all the millions of dollars Tell me the time that you went, this is it. I have a future in this sport. Tay, you go ahead. I, you were there, man. You were there. Um, this was 2010. It was, we were playing ASU. I know the exact play. I know the exact yard line. It was about the 20-yard the line going into our end zone. We were sitting in a beautiful cover, too. And for those who don't know, This ain't for you. Everyone that knows, this is for you. (laughs) We were sitting in a cover, too. I was a corner. They threw a bubble screen. My homeboy, the safety TJ, called it out before the play, let me know he had my back. And I triggered on this bubble screen. They threw it, and I'm talking the biggest hit of my life. I don't know if anyone's ever been to the ASU Stadium. It seats about 55, 60,000 people, if I'm not mistaken. I could be off by a little bit. When I'm telling you, the stadium went dead silent, except for a sliver of NAU fans up in the corner. I'm telling you, it went silent. And I never forget, it was over my left shoulder. 
across the field and the other way and the other uh, stands on the other side of the field, I could hear just the NAU side going crazy. And I, I thought this was my senior high uh, college. I thought I was the greatest thing on the planet. I'm like, I'm about to be on Sports Center. I thought I was a shit. You couldn't tell me nothing. Nothing. Uh, hey, and we, we lost, but you couldn't tell me shit. <laughs> Did you look around? Did you what what was the celebration? What was the celebration? I put my arms out and I, this is not I wasn't trying to be Christ-like, but that's that's the visual I want to give everybody. <laughs> But I put my arms out like that and was just shaking my head and just going ape shit. It was, it was fire. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Ben. When did you think you were Barry Sanders? Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, for me, this was in high school. <clears throat> it was November. It was cold night in November. We were struggling a little bit. We had lost a couple in a row. And uh, coach came over to me and he was like, hey, man, this, is, this one's on you. You're the captain. You're a captain. I shouldn't say the captain. You're a captain of the team. Uh, this one's on you. You got to get the team up and, and, and you got to come out and help us win this one. So I was like, all right. You know what I mean? Hey, I knew I was a good football player, right? I was a good running back. I had offers here and there, you know, whatever, whatever. Anyway, my senior year in high school. So, uh, they kick it off to us. Uh, my, my boy, my boy T, T Lo, runs, runs back a good return, gets the ball to like the four yard line. I run it in for a touchdown. That's one. And then uh, we get like an interception, something like that. We get the ball again. I run it in for another touchdown. That's two. Then, then we get the ball back like at the, at the 40 yard line, the, the, the opposing team's 40 yard line. They give it to me, bam, I run it again. That's three. <laughs> they they uh Damn. they score they score we're scoring back and forth a little bit now they they kick it off to us they score they kick it off to us they get to me again from the 50 yard line bam i'm running it again that's four <laughs> they uh they score again they kick it off to us that we get it we get it on our own 40 they hand it to me again bam i run it in from 60 bam that's five <laughs> man they kick it they score again the de- you know the defense was they, they, you know they weren't they weren't the best they were doing their best but you know it's cool it's fine you know the, they score again they kick it off to it again bam they get to me again from seventy bam I score again that's seven or no that's six that's six that's six touchdowns in one game all right just for you those of you listening six touchdowns in one game they score again I I, I think we're up a little bit we're up a little bit but we're not comfortable yet we're not comfortable we don't comfortable comfortably have the the win yet. So they they score again. They kick it off to me again. Bam. I score again. Seventh touchdown of the game, right? Gets called back for holding. Gets called back for holding. So, you know, I only got to tie Reggie Bush's San Diego record for six touchdowns in one game. I didn't get to break it. I, got, I only tied it. But, you know what I mean? I, I'll, I'll take that. That's cool. You know, six touchdowns do, in do, one game. Do you still um, hold that record, Tyra Bush? Uh, you know what? I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I I really don't know, but pro- I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes for the sake of my my excitement. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean Reggie, you know what I Never mean? ever been broken. Again. Yeah, but uh, that that seventh touchdown counts in my head. So yeah. um, Anywho, officially six touchdowns in one game. Uh, uh, for me, San Diego record. You know what I'm saying? 
tied tied the record. It's cool, you know. what I mean, I sh- I, I can share a record with Reggie. It's all good, you know. So that was over. That was the day you were like, "Mama, we can oh yeah, pros. I got this. I give me all the monies. <laughs> I got. <laughs> I love it. I got I love all it. these monies. Oh man. Then what about you, man? All right, all right. So I played defensive line in high school because I was big in high school, and then I got to junior college, and they real big. So I had to switch positions. So I uh, went to outside linebacker and I'm playing with a bunch of people that have been playing all together the year before. So they called me the freshman on the team, even though I'm the same age as these people, but whatever. And so Taylor was with me. We were playing a, a junior college and there was this one week game. <laughs> the game plan uh, was we're going against someone that a team that's 0-6. They haven't won a game. All right. It's zero wins. They're trash. So all of the starters on defense, because if you miss a practice, you have to miss the, a quarter, the first quarter, and then so on and so forth. We all missed a practice. They was 0-6, all right? We, none of us went to practice. I think we went to Subway and went straight home. I had some Nestle ice cream sandwiches. We all just had a, a good off day of practice, played hooky. Well, obviously, we can't play the first quarter. So we get to the game. Not a single starter played the first quarter. They are running the score up on us. And they're an 0-16. But they have talent. It's just we had better talent. And the other teams in our conference did. Not a big deal. But in sports, you learn the day you take someone lightly is the day you lose. So we all hop in on the second quarter. And we are balling. I mean, we are locking it down i mean obviously our side of the field we had me on the outside <laughs> linebacker tay on corner our guy dp in the back we had our nasty triangle we're locking it down so the play that i knew that i had finally made it to i got this i i'm playing outside linebacker i dropped back the quarterback drops seven step drop he, there's no pass rush again i don't think the defensive line even cared there's no pass rush i drop back and i see his eyes. I can actually see. I, I wear glasses. For y'all don't know, I wear glasses. <laughs> He's I, blind. <laughs> I don't see much ever, okay? I can see his eyes. I'm reading his shoulder pads. I'm like, this is this happening? I'm dropping back. I'm now out of coverage because I know where he's going with the ball. I must have dropped back 15 yards. He turns position. He makes his reads. He turns to the other side of the field. I'm laterally moving while dropping back to the opposite side of the field. He hucks one up, and I actually was a part of breaking up the pass. I was hyped. I did the Kevin Hart. I was on my knees. I was crumping in the middle of the field. (laughs) I was an outside linebacker breaking stuff up by the free safety because I read the entire pass. Man, I was hyped. I was hyped. That game had some other unfortunate turns, but either way. You want to talk Taylor, about it? You Taylor, want to talk about you, it? Taylor, so you, the, you guys want to talk Taylor about that? Again? No, I'm just saying. No, Taylor, no. You, remember the, you remember that game? I don't. Oh, he remembers that game. So ben remembers that game. So you guys don't want to talk about it is what you're saying. I'm not going to talk about it. So, Dean, anyway, oh, you don't want to talk oh, no, about hold on, hold on, Taylor ruining your entire No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, I'll tell the people. I'll tell the people. I also I had a this also I had a balling game. The the guy I was covering this game actually is a guy that went off two Super Bowls ago two Super Bowls ago uh, when he played with the Seahawks. Um, can't remember his name. Anyways, 
So I um, tried to knife a uh, God. It was a swing pass or something. I tried to knife it was, some guy. It was would... bubble bubble pass. So bubble, for the bubble, listeners, bubble, what bubble that means is you try uh, to tackle a player with your eyes closed and your head down. That's what that means. I tried to knife an individual who was 240 pounds. I missed that individual and then tore my best friend's knee. Every fucking ligament in his shit. I just blew that bitch up. Best friend meaning so, Dean, the other. The yeah, other. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the same day he had the best moment of his life, I ruined his career. Yep. That's well, what friends are for. I wasn't going to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just... I was going to move on, but I'm just going to let that be the day that you realized you was not going to be in the middle. <laughs> that was nah, the same. Nah. Nah. We went to halftime. We went to halftime. I was like, Coach Carver. Well, he went to halftime. You, you, didn't go, you, didn't go, you didn't go. No, you I'm didn't saying we, it was third quarter. It was the, We went to halftime. Yeah. We came back. Third quarter starts. <sighs> Pow! Mama! Guys, guys, I heard his ligaments snap over my helmet. You mean while your eyes were closed? My eyes were open. I just missed. For those of you who ever want to play football, you do not tackle with your eyes closed and your head down. Or your head down. That is very... Ben, 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 you played played offense. Shut the hell up. Anyways, enough of this football talk. Anyways, (laughs) the, the inverse of what we were talking about was the worst moment. And I don't want to bring up Dean's worst moment, so I'll let him talk. No, that's okay. It. We just that was on. your worst moment. Okay, that on. was his worst moment. My personal worst moment is was at against U of A at U of A. I was in front of their sideline, and actually, I take that back. That was my second worst moment. My worst moment was at <laughs> um, uh, this one's really bad. Um, was at uh, Ole Miss. Um, I got run over by the same 250-pound running back twice in one play. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. Did you, just, rethink, did you rethink your abilities on that? Did you? I just want to know I, how that's I, possible, I, bro. Because I was the first person he hit, and he he like got wrapped up, right? So I I, I hit him. He ran me over. Ah, I'm on the ground. Ah, oh my God, Lord, save me. And then I got back up and I was running to the other side and he turned and when he saw me and ran back into me and ran me over again. So he hunted you, is what you're saying. Oh, he knew that he, uh, he was yeah, like, he all right, exactly okay, who I was. Let me come back and get some more of that. Let me get that. Easy, yeah, the worst, Easy target. Easy yeah. target. The, wor- the worst part about that was I saw him on the sideline battle rapping with him and Dexter McCluster and two other first-round draft picks. I was like, oh, fuck. This is a joke to them. This is a fucking joke. I don't want to play football no more. Yeah. Anywho. All right. All right, Ben. Worst worst moment. Man, worst moment. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back to high school because I didn't really do anything in college. So uh, (laughs) my uh, worst moment was uh, it was in high school. It was senior night, right? And I don't know who knows about senior nights in football in high school, but I'm going to give you a little little backstory. Most people in, on senior night before the game on senior night, uh, it's the last game for the seniors at home. Uh, you take pictures and stuff. You walk out to midfield with your parents, blah, blah, blah. Take pictures. You do flowers. You do that kind of thing on senior night. Before the game, right? Before the game. For some reason, <laughs> our school decided – to have the senior night after the game, right? Oh, after the game. The reason you want to have it before the game is because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. 
But you know, <laughs> our school decided to have the game, the senior night photos and parent walkout after the game. I hate all of you. <laughs> Anywho, so it's senior night, right? We're, uh, it, it's a tie game, right? It's a tie game. It's the fourth quarter. The, the, the other team has the ball. And our team gets an interception. So we've got an interception. There's about a minute left. We get an interception. Now, uh, I'll fast forward through some stuff, but to, so, just to fast forward through the game, I, I was injured, all right? I was injured at the game. I was injured at the game. This goes back to the teamwork thing earlier. You don't want to not play when you're injured. I am injured. I had a severe ankle injury. It's all taped up. It's got ice on it. I'm on the sideline. And uh, we get an interception. So I grab my helmet, and I run back onto the field. Should I have ran back on the field? Should I have even been in the game? Absolutely not. I should have been on my way to the hospital. But I wasn't. <laughs> because that's that teamwork thing we were talking about earlier. You don't want to let your brothers down. You think you're the best man for the job no matter what. So my ego takes over, and I run back onto the field. I'm, or I limp back onto the field, I should say. So get an interception, limp back onto the field. Coach calls the play for me, of course, naturally. Why wouldn't he? Because I'm me. So calls the play. Quarterback snaps the ball. He hands it off to me. I'm looking. I'm running. I'm dancing. I'm juking. And then, bam, I get hit. Ball flies out of my hands onto <laughs> the ground. And the other team recovers. And guess what? They pick it up and they score. They running for a touchdown to win the game. And guess who gets the blame for losing that game? You well, guessed it. You should have. You should have, yep. you crippled bastard. I crippled oh. myself back into the game on senior night. I fumbled the ball, and we lose the game. Well. And boy, when I tell you you've never seen a grown man cry, <laughs> I was a mess. And now you want me to limp out to midfield and take pictures with my parents for senior night? You niggas can kiss my ass. You got me all the way fucked up. Oh, I'm crying, I'm hugging, I'm crying, and I'm hugging. And that, ladies and gentlemen... To any high school possible, it just don't do that. Don't have senior night after the game. It just, my goodness, was that a bad thing. And I will never ben, forget horrible. it the rest of my life. And oh, my God. friends, my so-called friends, still make fun of me for it to this day. Oh, so, uh, man. Yeah, good that's times. Good. good times. Oh, that's, that's good. That's gold. Cool. Yeah, that's good. That's gold. Cool, all right. Yeah. So, so we've all been. Go ahead, Dean. <laughs> no, go ahead. Dean. <laughs> I was saying we've all had good moments. We've all had bad moments, right? I mean, that's just that's just how sports works. That's just the nature of it, right? Like you're gonna have triumphs, you're gonna have defeats. That's the nature of sports. That's why sports are so amazing. But I'd say recently, I'd say in our generation, there's been this idea of trying is good enough, right? Or participating is good enough, right? And so 
they started handing out and, and, and giving participation trophies and medals. Not just for, you know, first, second, third place, like, you know, since the beginning of fucking ever. <laughs> what, Greek, Greek and Roman fucking Olympics, right? First, third, you know what I mean? <laughs> but they started giving participation trophies where, like, if you're dead last, they give you a medal that says, good job. Or a trophy that says, you finished. <laughs> right? Okay. So You didn't quit. Right, like you made it, right? I, since because I have such a strong opinion on this, I'm going to start this off real quick. Because personally, the idea of getting rewarded for showing the fuck up is the most psychotic idea I could ever fucking imagine. Because it doesn't translate to the real world. There's no translation. Dean, if you showed up to your job and just did 12 hours, would they be okay with that? When you say did 12 hours, like, did I sleep for 12 hours? Or are you saying... <laughs> no, no, you, no, no, you were just there. Like, you talked to a couple people. Like, you were just there. Like, you were just there. You did nothing. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah, absolutely being talked to immediately. Can you do something ben, today? Ben, Ben, you work in a casino. If if you did nothing, if you if there were no cards anywhere, any situation ever, would, would they be okay with that? Uh, hey, can you leave because you don't work here anymore? <laughs> There's no exactly. <laughs> you don't. So I'm a I'm a kick it to Dean real quick. I need your honest to God opinion on participation trophies. So, and what they could potentially be doing to kids. All right. Well, I think participation trophies are different than I completed it trophies. Okay. Like you said, I'm part of the group or I saw this thing all the way through. I think those are different. Now, I think completion trophies are relevant and needed given the fact that Mental health has been ignored for Timmy, who came in 10th place 10 times. Okay. Timmy is Maybe now. Timmy should try harder. Nope. See, that's the Timmy thing. Timmy should try harder. Everybody is not good at the same thing. But until you become an adult and know what you're good at and not good at, you just look like you suck. Okay. If Timmy don't get, if Timmy don't get no more trophies, maybe he'll switch his fucking subjects and go do some goddamn science. Again, we have a lot of little Timmy results of. He's messed up in the head now because mommy and daddy <laughs> called him a little piece of shit for way too long. And he got 10th place and he didn't know what he was good at. So now, instead of hurting people's mental health over the time, now it's a little bit of an overcompensation. But still, it's like, hey, man, we know you're not number one. You still stuck it out and you, you were here. You're not number one. You, the number one got a big trophy. You have a pendant. Okay, they're not the same. Is that not what parents are for, though? Is that not what parents are for to say, hey, you didn't win, but I'm proud of you? Is that not a parent's job? Again, if it was already being done, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So So society society is overcompensating for the lackluster parents. Again, mental health not being paid attention to. Now we have problems. So is it over? Again, overcompensation, 1000% agree with that. But we're only doing it because. For how many years was it? Why aren't you as good as the Stevensons? 
I'm not, I'm not good at math, dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I lost all the numbers and then the numbers moved. I don't know what to do. So I don't know fractions. That's where we're at, you know? So that's my take on it. I get why it's there. And if you want to freaking talk about it not being there, then don't belittle your kids for coming in last over and over again. All right, go ahead. Ben. Ben. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely in the camp of do better. Stop it. Do better. <laughs> Thank you. I don't. Did you win? You didn't win? Why not? Okay. How do we fix that? That's, that's the yes. camp that I'm in. You didn't win, w- bro. Matter of fact, not only did you not win, you were actually the worst. Like, <laughs> you are the worst. Like, either we yeah. got to rethink your, your hobbies and your activities, and your choices in sport, or we got yes. to get better. That's it. That's all. You didn't, not only, I mean, I'm in the camp of Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last. I mean, you didn't, um, you didn't win. Look, how, how do we get better? Look, how do we get closer to winning? Or if that's not the goal, at the, one, of, one of my favorite videos of the last like year or two was this coach. He was talking to these kids. They must have been 19 years old. He said, hey, I know your dads are out here telling you that this is, you're out here to have fun. This is about fun. Well, let me tell you this. Your dads are losers. Because oh god, that's not what this fact. It's a fact. At the end of the day, yes, you play sports to have fun, but you're out there to win. You're out there to get the job done. You're out there to win. So, how do you get better? How do you become the best you you can be? And if that's not the goal, then what are you doing it for? So that's I, and that's with anything though. That's with anything, right? Like if yes. my kid is, uh, say, my kid's a fucking poet, right? And they lose their first poetry slam, Excuse I'm gonna take them back home. And I'm going to talk to him like, where, where, how did the other person win? How did you lose? All right. Then we got to, we got to hit your, a rhyme book. I don't know. I'll figure it out when I have kids, but like, we got to make sure like you figure out the tools to be better. And I say this, I say this, and I think both of you can attest to this. I am a mild, like above average gifted athlete, but I'm not, I'm not, we all know this. You know, my brother. Is my brother not a way more gifted athlete than I am? He has more potential, yes. My point is, if I, I'm coming from a camp of I took back every single time in every single sport, how could I get better? How can I make sure that losing this play, this situation, this game will never happen again? And that's why I think participation trophies build a false confidence in people that it's okay to be fucking mediocre and mediocre is never okay not ever you need to slow it down there hulk because sometimes you are fucking mediocre okay (laughs) sometimes you are mediocre i don't need to jump off a cliff because taylor's freaking pump up speech made me want (laughs) to die no dude sometimes you're just mediocre and I'm not saying it's okay to accept failures. Failures happen, though. Saying that a failure is not realistic is a fallacy in life. You're going to fail. You're going to come into last. You both are talking 2020 mindset on how to articulate needs and wants of your children and building a future for them. What I'm saying is society has overcompensated for how many years that did not go down. So, yeah, if someone wants to be a rational parent and teach and train and help, 
Yeah, you don't need a participation trophy. Again, we're overcompensating for how many years it didn't go down. Failures are going to happen. You're going to be mediocre at stuff. But trying your best and caring, like Ben said, what are you doing it for? Reevaluate your why is more important than saying, you will be the best. Shia LaBeouf over here. No, I would never. Okay, I'm all go ahead, I'm ben, all go the ahead. way with Tay on this one. And oh, the God. reason I say that is because if it's something you're passionate about and something you want to do, then be the best at it. Then being mediocre is not Period. But if You guys are saying you, that everything you do is passionate. Not everything no, you do no, is passionate. No, 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 my, no. Not I at read all. that statement with if it's something you're passionate about. And my point to follow that was going to be if it's not something you're passionate about, then obviously it doesn't matter. Right then, then drop that none, shit. None of it matters. Nothing matters. It does, why are you even doing? It? You know what I mean? Are you doing because you have to? You know what I mean? Like you should want to do things you're passionate about. And if it's something, sometimes you're forced, it's because you have to. Sometimes yeah, that, it is that, because you have and to. And like I was saying, in that instance, then yeah, being the best and being mediocre, or being the worst, doesn't really matter, does it? But if it's something you're passionate about and that you want to do, being mediocre is unacceptable. I hear you. I'm not gonna, not gonna argue. I get it. Like you said, if it's something you want to do, then put it forward. But I'm not going to make you feel as tiny as an ant because you are mediocre in something you said you wanted to do. Uh, I will, and I will, I will quote the great philosopher Wale. Philosophizer. Philosophizer Wale. My only fear is mediocrity. That's That's where I'm gonna fucking leave it. That's it? Like five, five words? I thought we had so much more coming. Okay. No. Okay. Well, That's it. you fear mediocrity. I get it. So, should we move on to the end of our pod, gentlemen? I, I think we're there, man. I think we're there. We're going to have a little bit more fun before we leave. And I am going to bring up our question of the day, which is, when COVID pandemic Social injustice, all the stuff goes away for this moment. And I only say that in the sense that we have restrictions in America right now. I'm not saying anything else other than the fact that we have restrictions. When that goes away, Taylor, I can hear you. You with me, brother? I'm with you, man. I just spilled some of my fucking drink on me. Oh, okay. Uh... I was like, what are we talking about? Drink in my cup. Um, Anyways, uh, when restrictions go away. What is the first thing that you are trying to do with all tenacity of, of a tailor within your soul? What is the first thing you do when the restrictions go away in America? Ben, you're up. Oh, man. Wow. You, you directed that at Tay and then came right back to me. All right. Uh, so I have two answers to this. Um, my first answer is the short-term answer. And it's the thing that I've missed the most since quarantine kind of happened. And that's just pick up basketball, man. I, I miss the most just being able to walk into the gym, get on the squad, and just, and just hoop, man. Just play pick up basketball with strangers and just, <laughs> and just literally go ham. Like that, that was like one of my favorite things to do in my free time, something I haven't been able to do because of, uh, of the COVID. And that's something. That's, ben, you're trash. You're trash at basketball. You're absolutely right. You're 100% correct. <laughs> But I still love it nonetheless. It's one of my favorite things to do. And uh, that's the, the short-term thing, short answer of what I'm most excited to do. 
Um, the long answer to that question is, man, I had to cancel so many big life events this year, man. I had to cancel my bachelor party. I had to cancel my wedding. I had to cancel, you know what I mean, the baby shower. So yeah. um, I, I'm just excited to kind of to kind of get all those milestone events back back in the planning stages, back in the in the make it happen stages, and uh, and kind of get back to some normalcy there. So, for show. All right, T-Dub, what you got? Um, yeah, man, I mean, this has been a, a rough year for everybody with all the restrictions and stuff. But for me, the first thing I'm doing is getting the fuck out. Getting the fuck out of the United States, straight up, man. Um, I, I, as, I, as I said multiple times, I have, I have no kids. So, <clears throat> so for me and, me and my wife to just pick up and leave is a very easy situation. Uh, with her job in mind. So, I mean, we had a, a, a vacation this year. We had a two-week vacation planned in Thailand in October uh, uh, around our anniversary, and we had to cancel it. Uh, so the first thing I'm doing is getting the hell out, trying to go to Thailand or somewhere of that nature and just just vibe uh, for two weeks, man. I miss traveling so much. I, I, I miss different cultures. I miss... Everything that comes with traveling, uh, I just miss it. So that's the first thing I'm doing is getting the fuck out. Word, son. Mine is a little bit more simple. I want a Vegas-style resort. I don't actually care if it is in Vegas, but I need all the stuff that Vegas can give me in a resort. I want to be pampered. I want to be a princess. <laughs> I, want, I want a said, I straw a with an umbrella and a fruity <laughs> tropical glass that looks little wine glassy. Uh, I want a cabana. I want someone to bring me some more food. I want to be pampered. I'll go get my nails done. I'll get a pedicure. I don't care. Hey, I'll do that did. with you. I need I'll get a pedicure and with take you all the kids. Day. Take the kids and come with me. Go swim in the little pool. I'm at the cabana. And I just just pamper me and feed me. I need a buffet. My family loves buffets. My kid is a, and she's in the buffet line with me. We get the plates out. I want three, four, five plates. Bring all, warm up all the crab legs. Bring them all to me. Oh, and man. I know, I know, Vegas legs. is doing. You've seen this. You've seen this. It's not. This. It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't it's, care. It's, it's actually very. You're not supposed to crack the crab legs with get, your teeth. Like, get the butter and the fucking crabs, heathen. Just. Just y'all know, and I'm just I want that. We're just and then we gonna, we gonna do movies, and we just gonna. I just need I need about about four five days of just pamper me. That's what I'm. I cannot wait. So you need a separate trip away from Ben's bachelor party that we already is, is that's already a priority. Because y'all gonna give me stuff to do. I want stuff to do. I want to. I don't give you stuff to you do. You know, my, you want nothing, bro. You know how simple-minded I am. You know, the only thing you need to do is stay awake, which is difficult for me, <laughs> and you know this. But but you are right. There will be no pedicures, no servings of food to your face. None Please of that will be occurring. Please rub my shoulders. Ooh, nope. ooh, ooh, Felipe, you didn't None get of, the spot. Ooh, nah. yeah, you're right. You're gonna need Gustavo. to. You're gonna need to take your own trip for that one. 
Well, how that. about when all this when all this is over, we'll all be involved in each other's trips. Maybe maybe y'all not in mine because my shit revolves. I know, I know. I seen the hangover. <laughs> I, I'm not going to Bangkok, my G. I'm going to Chiang Mai. Let's be yeah, real. You, yeah. I don't even know if you're yelling at me or not. You just got a cuss <laughs> yeah, word. You going to Dong Chai? <laughs> Dong no, Chai? I'm going to Chiang Mai and the Fifi Islands. That's sure. made up. I feel like you made up, up words. Yep. Did you just make that up? He's making up words. <laughs> Y'all niggas don't have Google. <laughs> oh man, my Google stops Anyways. at Southern California. Uh, <laughs> oh, my, my Google stops at <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, y'all niggas, y'all niggas are crazy. <laughs> we're 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 labs, man. We labs, <laughs> local ass I'm bitches. Hey, what else? What else we got for the people, man? Is that it? Is that is that? That's it. That's it. Thank you so much, everyone, for being patient. It's been a while since we got a show out, but life just yep. keeps moving, and we gotta live. It happens. So, with yep. that being said, I'm going to say peace out for my behalf. This is D-Beck, your boy Dean. Thank you so much. Love y'all. Peace out. Ben, hit him. Man, Wakanda forever, man. Rest in peace, Chadwick. Rest in peace, Kobe and Gigi. Everybody else on the helicopter. Rest in peace, all the other black heroes. Rest in peace, everybody that, you know what I mean, we've been looking up to that we done lost this year, man. And uh, keep your heads up, man. Yo. Uh, R.I.P. Chadwick, you're a hero of mine. Respect to everything you did from Thurgood Marshall to Black Panther uh, to, to, to Jackie Robinson. Love you, man. Y'all can always find us at Spotify, Anchor.fm, Radio Public, Google, po- Google Podcasts. <laughs> Google. <laughs> Get it. Google. Google. Google Podcasts and Breaker. Uh, we may have some other avenues that you guys can stream us, but right now that is where we're at. Don't forget, you can follow us at t.b.d.podcast. Again, that's TBD with periods in between at podcast at Instagram and on Facebook. Shout us out. Hit us up. Message us. DM us. Whatever you got. We'd love to hear your feedback. We've heard some great ones so far. We haven't given you guys a shout out back. We just want to make sure you guys know we heard them. We love them. We love you guys. Enjoy. Be safe. Be there for each other. Times are always going to be hard, but they're always easier when you have people with you. Thank you again. We love you. Have a good night. Peace.